Okay. Well, good Here. evening and welcome to our Christmas Eve service. Yes. We are excited to see many families to come and join us uh, for a night of music, um, communion, mm -hmm. and candlelight. We're going to have a great time tonight. Absolutely. It's a great time that the whole year comes to a halt and to acknowledge Jesus Christ as born the Messiah, the desired needed one from God. So we are going to celebrate. This is one of the foundational stones of our faith as Christians. You might not attend this church. You might be a different denomination. But if you believe that Jesus Christ was the son of the living God, and that he died for your sins, and you've asked him to come into your heart, confess him Lord of your life, and you're living within the boundaries and the definitions of what is right, and you are seeking to serve him with all your heart, then I want to thank you for joining us tonight, yes. and I'm proud to call you brother and sister. Amen. Praise God. Yes. So yes. we're going to get on well, with uh, our celebration. A what few are we doing? little things we got to say here. Uh, if you're here for the first time, if you're with us for the first time, we ask you to just take a moment and um, fill out your information card. Mm -hmm. It's attached to your event flyer. Fill that out, and on your way when you leave tonight, just drop it off at the Welcome Center. And we're so glad that you join with us yes. tonight, you know, and we hope that we'll get to see you again, that this will not be your only time, but that we will get to see you again. And we're excited about that. Yes. But like you said, tonight we celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus yes, Christ. We with, but we're going to do it tonight with beautiful music featuring performers that call our church their okay. home. And that is Chuck Summers and City of Bright. And Peter Dosick. <laughs> he doesn't have an album. He doesn't have a record. I don't have no. an album, but. Or, or a CD or anything. They do. They no, do. Mine is a horror CD. <laughs> How he, how he aggravates his wife. Yeah, right. Uh, no, they're known for their talent. They I know really they are. are. They yes. really are. Yes. But we know them by the, the heart of yes. worship yep. that they have. And their service here. And their, their service here. Yep. But as you enjoy their selection tonight, uh, you will likely, you know, of course, want to hear more. Yep. So I would encourage you to go to your favorite music site and to access their new projects. Oh, yeah. You know, because you can, their latest projects, I should say. Yeah. So, without further ado. Let's do it. Let's relax. Let's give our attention to our very own Only Believe Ministries team, worship team, and Chuck Summers and City of Bright. City of Bright. All right. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
is king of king 
the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is born. by night behold throughout the heavens there shone a holy light go tell it on the mountains over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is born down in That blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountains.
You know, years ago, my father, he was not a religious man. I think he went to church one time and he told my mother, you ever bring me back here, I'll divorce you. Of course, I had 14 kids. Divorce was not in their future. After you have 14 kids, there's no place to go except to each other. And, uh, but my father did call me to a kitchen table, my older brother and I, and he read us this story. It's one of the foundational things that I remember that my father did for me. And it says in Luke, the second chapter, and it says, and it came to pass in those days that they went out from a decree from Caesar Augustus that the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius had got, was governor over Syria. And as he went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was a house of the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth the firstborn son, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in that same country shepherds. They were abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel of the Lord said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And it came to pass that as the angels were gone away, from them into the heavens that the shepherds said one to another, let us go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, saying, which was told unto them concerning this child. And all they that heard them wondered at the things which were told to them by the shepherd. Ordinary night starts out with ordinary jobs, ordinary people doing ordinary things in their communities, in their cities. But there was something strange about that night. It had been predetermined by God to give his son for the sins of a world. The sins of a world that had rejected God and turned their back on God. And the Bible says that God had looked forward to that day because it had been planned before the foundations of the earth. 
There are appointed times in God. We don't want to miss those appointed times. We don't cut them, want to cut them short. We don't want to deny them. But God has an appointed time for everybody. An appointed time that you will die. An appointed time that you will hear the gospel. And an appointed time that you will have to make a decision in the valley of decision. That you'll have to choose to reject Christ or receive Christ. This day it's so easy to receive Christ because it is a spirit of giving it is a spirit of forgiving. It is a spirit of long-suffering. It is a spirit of love that encompasses the world. It seemed like even the mean people are nice. It surprised me at my own house that the attitude had changed. But Jesus was born in the city of Bethlehem. Now, it may not seem very significant, but the city of Bethlehem was a city also called the city of bread and the city of bread was where jesus was born and remember that he made the declaration that he was the bread of life see god has plans and purposes so that you and i can experience his best if we'll simply follow his directions and then the city of bethlehem was a city where the priest raised sheep for sacrifice and it's interesting that john said in john 129 about jesus behold the lamb of god that taketh away the sins of the world the lambs there were raised they were protected they made sure that there was no blemish no harm no hurt no accidents no scrapes no cuts these lambs had to be innocent they had to be something that man could not be and had not been before God. They had to make sure that the lamb was without blemish, therefore symbolism without sin. Jesus comes as the bread of life, as the lamb of God to take away our sins. See, God cares far more about you than you care about him. He's more interested in your well-being than you are of your own well-being. God is waiting and calling out urgently, consistently, every day, telling people, showing people about his love and his care for them. But Jesus was born in the city of Bethlehem, scrutinized all of his life without sin. Jesus came to do something. He came to bring peace and goodwill to mankind. See, Jesus bore our sins, which caused us to be estranged from God. And there had to be an offering for sin. The wages of sin is death. There's no other payment that can be made. It's far more valuable and costly than silver and gold. It can only be paid by the life and by the blood of an individual that does not owe the debt. Jesus was a man like you and I, yet he never sinned. But he gave his life for you and I. Now he removed sin that separated us from God. And when he removes sin, he creates peace. Man can at any time right now approach God 
and receive salvation. He's not rejected by God. He's not shunned. He's not looked up on as not being worthy. No, he is accepted because Jesus has taken our sins and removed them from before God. And so, when we have peace with God, we come and we are reconciled unto God through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. Then, we step into the goodness of God. The Bible tells us that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. You know, there's nothing evil in God concerning you. There's nothing evil that God desires for you. There's nothing evil that God has ever done towards you. But he sent his only begotten son to remove sin that you and I could be reconciled unto him in peace. That you and I could experience the goodness of God. Now the flip side of that on Christmas is you can reject Jesus. It doesn't change the fact that God still loves you. His love has already done what it can. It has provided a way for you to be reconciled to God. At no cost to you, it's called grace. But it does require that you accept it. Nothing that you can do to earn it. Nothing you could do to add to it. But what you have to do is simply receive him. Receive him into your life. The Bible said that if you will hear the good news, and this is a story of the birth of Christ, the beginning of good news. Jesus was born. He lived a sinless life. He bore our sins and our transgressions. He paid the price for our sin in our place. And on the third day to prove that what he had done was acceptable to God, he was raised from the dead. It started a chain of events that brought salvation to you and I. Now you can reject that, but God's plan is that you receive it. I know that you might think that, well, the life that I have, you know, I'm just enjoying. The problem with the life that you have without Christ is that it comes to an end and sometimes so abruptly that there's no opportunity to make a choice of where you will spend eternity. Sin is, seems to be so fun and sometimes people think that Christianity is not fun. Oh, it's fun without any fear of what the end of my life is going to bring me to. Now, what you might call fun, I might not call fun, but there is a joy so unspeakable that it cannot be contained. It governs my life and it governs Christians' life to the point that we just simply refuse to take any opportunity to be separated from it. Now, your sin may be pleasurable, and you might think it's a great thing. But the problem is, you and I both know, even if you sign for 30 days, 90 days, same as cash, five years with no interest, one day the bill comes due. And you'll find that out next week. As you have expressed your love to those that are around you, and you'll wish to God you hadn't expressed it to some people because you wouldn't know on it. 
But in this point about sin, the wages of sin is death. Nobody leaves this earth without dying. Now we would say, well, does that mean that sin means that you're going to die? No. Sin means that the wages of sin is death. Eternal separation from God. With no hope of any chains. There are a million roads that lead to an eternity called hell without God. There's not one road out of hell. There is one way to heaven. And nobody's looking for a way out. If you are here today. And you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You might say man this is a setup. No it's not a setup. It is a celebration. But I'd much rather have you. Hear the gospel today. Because this is what Christmas is all about. We might have presents under a tree. But one day there was a present on a tree. And so we have to understand that God started something, but he finished it at the cross. And he finished it that you and I could be saved. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I used to be where you're at. If you're here today and you're a backslider, I've been there. If you're here today and you just have quit serving the Lord, multitudes have been there. I'm going to ask everybody here to bow your heads just for a moment. If you're here today, a visitor, first time, maybe you were drug in, maybe you were invited in, but you're here now. And you would say, Pastor, I believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of the living God. I believe that he was born of a virgin. I believe he lived a sinless life and I believe he died on the cross. And I do for some unfounded reason believe he died and rose from the dead. And I believe he is now alive. If you believe that, you are halfway to being a Christian. All you have to do tonight is mix faith with it. What does faith do? You believe in your heart. But with your mouth, you release faith in what you believe. The Bible says, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A man believeth in his heart, but with his mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you're here and you're one of them categories, you've just quit serving and being involved with God. If you're a backslider, if you're here tonight and you're a sinner, this is your moment. Whoever is here tonight, I invite you to join me in the family of faith by inviting Jesus Christ into your life. Simply pray this prayer with me. It's not what you say. It's the sincerity that is behind it. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you now and I confess, I believe that Jesus Christ was your only begotten Son. He died for my sins. He was buried. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. Now, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you now as the Lord of my life. As you have died for me, 
Jesus, I will live for you. Amen and amen. Now, please, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or you are a backslider, you're coming home, please make sure that you tell one of the ushers. They have a book that will help you grow in your faith. And if you don't have a church, I certainly invite you to this one. I attend here periodically. And uh, the second thing we want to do tonight, we want to receive communion. We want to receive communion in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and verse 23. Paul says this, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. This is Paul's rendition of what Jesus did with 12 Jewish disciples at the Last Supper. Right before he's getting ready to go to the Garden of Gethsemane, he's getting ready to be denied by friends, thrown under the bus by Peter, and he's there being ready to be taken captive for nothing except our sins. And Jesus says this in one uh, gospel. He says, with great desire, I have desired to eat this Passover. Can you imagine he could not wait? To die on the cross that you and I might be saved. That he might call us sons and daughters. And it says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread, drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death or your faith in it until he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink the cup of this Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread, and drink of this cup. And he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation unto himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak, sickly among you, and many sleep. But if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat... Tarry not, tarry one for another. And if any man be hungry, let him eat at home. And ye that, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. This is an unveiling that only believers can partake of and see. What is it? The reality of what Jesus did. He took a simple loaf of bread and he broke it. And he gave to his 12 disciples. Paul is told, instructed by the Lord, that the Gentiles might partake of this special event. It is where we come together. And we call to remembrance the cross. We call to remembrance the virgin birth. We call to remembrance his life. And we call to remembrance the end of it. 
we call to remembrance that his body was broken for our sin. The penalty of our sin was laid upon Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I do this willingly, but please remember what I did for you. Don't take it lightly. No other man, no other religion makes the proclamation that I am the Son of God and I bore your sins. And then he takes the cup, symbolism of the blood, and they drink of that cup, remembering that only by the blood of Jesus can any man's sins be washed away. And the bridge filled between God and man. Tonight as believers, I invite you to partake of this great time of remembrance. Think about what Jesus has meant to you. Think about what he's done for you. Think about the life that you're now living, the joy. Think about the devotion, the intimacy. Think about walking with God without fear, with confidence, knowing that one day you'll stand before God and he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Gentlemen, And ladies, Father, we ask that you would bless these sacraments, symbolisms only, but God, valuable symbolisms to our life. Let us remember the broken body of the cross. God that hung there for our sins. Let us remember God the joyfulness of Jesus to complete his task that we could be reconciled to you. And then God that Jesus shed his blood for us that we could be made holy, righteous, without spot, without blemish, never ever remembering our transgressions. That God, we could be sons and daughters of God. Bless these sacraments, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Disperse them, gentlemen.
of the broken body of Jesus Christ up towards heaven. Say these words with me. Jesus, thank you that you have bore the curse in your body, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon me. You died that I might know God and his goodness. Thank you that I am free from my transgressions. I thank you for being my substitute, my lamb, for my salvation. Let us eat. Lift the symbolism up of the blood. This blood was shed for our transgressions, but if we ever make mistakes, never run from Jesus. He is there to forgive you. He is there to lift you up to help you and to cleanse you. Say this with me. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. It cleanses me and makes me white as snow. My sins are never to be remembered because of this blood. Let us drink. may be seated for just a moment the wise men came and they brought a gift gold myrrh fragrances frankincense things of great value just to acknowledge that they believed tonight we're going to receive an offering 
And uh, this offering goes into general fund. It goes into reaching the masses, digging wells, building orphanages, uh, Bible colleges for pastors. Over 50,000 of them have been trained and given three-year Bible college. And we do that because we believe that everybody needs to hear about Jesus Christ. Everybody needs to hear, and we need to go as the shepherds did, that it may cause wonders in people's hearts. So your finances don't go to an individual. It goes to outreaches in our church and in upholding the things that happen in our community and uh, uh, our church. I know that uh, Walpock just had fires in the downtown area. We will be sending on Wednesday night our clothing bus packed with clothes, organized. They'll be going up there and making sure that the people have clothes for their kids and for themselves. But that happens because people give. And so tonight we're going to receive an offering for the Lord. He's given us far more than we could ever give back to him. So make out your checks payable to Only Believe Ministries Christian Center or get an envelope off the back of the seat. And uh, if you need an envelope, raise your hand and one of these guys will make sure that you get one. Hallelujah. This is a part of our worship. This is a part where we acknowledge and exalt God, where we take our little portions and put them together and do something great for God. Father, in the name of Jesus, now I pray over every seed, every offering. God, at this special joining together, God, where we come together to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. No other birth like it. No other doctrine, no other culture, no other cult. God can declare that God has given his son for the sins of the world. God, we thank you. Now, God, bless every seed that is being given and bless the giver. And we ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Now, here we bring our offering unto the Lord. So if you'll just stand your feet, bring it, and return your seat, then we're going to continue on our service. Well, welcome live streamers to the family of faith here at Only Believe Ministries. Merry Christmas to everyone. It's beautiful to see you here with us. Um, I saw tonight, Laverne, I saw you on Facebook and you had a prayer request. And I want to pray for you right now. Laverne, in Jesus' mighty name, I speak provision to your house. I speak provision to your household. That this car that you're in need of that's broke down, that some way, somehow, will have a financial miracle in Jesus' mighty name. I don't care if you send a mechanic, Father. I speak financial provision right now in Jesus' mighty name. But thank you all for joining us. If you want to give online, you are able to do that at obmcc.org. Also, follow us on all the social media. Uh, we are at Only Believe Ministries, and you'll stay up to date with everything we do around here. There's kind of a back scene to what the staff does around here. So we would love for you to follow us on there. So thank you for joining us. Merry, Merry Christmas, and we love to see you here in our church. So come join us to the family of faith. Thank you.
this is my favorite time of the year. Next week will be the worst time of the year. But because I get bills. And, uh, but this is my family. This is my wife, Phyllis. Everybody needs a wife like Phyllis. And then this is my daughter, Nicole. This is her husband, Randy. This is my granddaughter, Alexis. My grandson, Lincoln. And who are you? He is my grandson, Quentin. And uh, we want to share our faith with you. We want you to take this day and go out and share it to somebody. You know, a man came to our house and told me about Jesus. And I said, yeah, well, I don't, I don't need Jesus. Well, evidently that started a episode through my life and I ended up coming receiving him as my personal savior. Life has never been the same. Never look for a way out. I'm just looking to get deeper in. So tonight, Jesus came as the light of the world. He came before us that we might walk in the same love, the same life of sacrifice, the same life of giving. And so tonight, we want to share our light with you. And we want you to go out and we want you to tell people. We want you to remember what Christmas is really about. I think on one of the things that they presented was that Christmas takes months to get ready for. It all ends in 30 seconds. Trash cans are filled. Paper bags are filled. They're charging us extra for trash. But really, it's not about all the gifts. It really is about Jesus Christ. Oh, 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 oh,
May I have my family up here? Can we say Merry Christmas first so we can sing with you? Why do you guys always penalize us? Here. We're just keeping you in line, that's it. Go set somebody on fire. Come on out here, Randy. <laughs> we got young, one young man back here, Andrew. He's not allowed to touch fire. His wife is already in charge of him. And uh, not allowed to touch fire. So uh, I think Randy went to get the other two grandkids. Well, you better hurry. He wants to see dogs. Randy brought the dogs because there's only one of them that pay attention to him. So from our family to your family, we do with the fullness of our heart. Not only do we want peace on earth, that every man be reconciled unto Christ Jesus, but we want you to have this dog. And, and, and yeah, she's an ankle biter. So, we want to wish you a very merry, merry Christmas. God bless you. Have a good one. Yes, have a great one.